0: We, it was just kind of like a last minute thing. They showed up, we had sex in our right here in the bed. And it was like, it was fantastic. It was like having sex with like people, like your <laughs> friends. And it's like, but, but your friends are fucking porn stars. <laughs> it's like it's like some of the hottest sex that you get to have. And just like, it's like, we have good sex. We hang out, everybody goes home. I mean, you know, we live our lives and you know, we enjoy ourselves.
1: This is Melody Kush. This is Lana Del Bay. What's the
2: weirdest place that you've had sex? I gotta know. Oh my God, yeah, that. Get on your knees. Like, oh, wow, like that's really how it is in the cam world. I really like it. Sex Tales.
1: Hey, hey, Sex Squad. We are excited to bring you back for season two of Sex Tales. I am Lana Del Bay, a full-time cam model, content creator, and orgasm enthusiast.
2: What's up? My name is Melody Cush and I am a Chatterbait broadcaster and professional cop gobbler. And today we have an accomplished adult star with us. She is someone hit with a cock so gorgeous, you'd probably wish it was yours. We have cam star, porn star, and now film star, Casey Kisses. Hi, Casey. Hey, everybody. How are you? <laughs> Thank you. Very good. Thank you for joining us. Um, you have you've had a really interesting life, and you have an exciting year because there's a new biopic out about your life. I swear, I think if somebody made a biopic about my life, people would be asking for their money back at the end of the show. Um, But you really have a story to tell. Uh, It's called Casey, A True Story. It's about surviving a motorcycle accident, uh, coming out as trans and getting involved with the adult industry. Uh, What was it that made you decide to do this kind of project?
0: Um, Well, it was actually, it was like a, just an, an idea that we kind of snowballed off of while on set filming a threesome uh, between Joanna Angel, um, my girlfriend, Kyle LeBeau, and I. And we were on set and Joanna was... Just, she was kind of tasked to do this like really big feature project. She was asking me if I had any experience riding motorcycles, maybe if I could potentially ride in her movie. And I was like, oh, yeah, I got a whole bunch of stories. I was actually in a motorcycle club and I was kicked out of it because I'm trans. And she was just like, wait, what? And there's, like, all these little stories that kind of connect with it that we kind of had to trim the fat to make the movie um, with a, within a certain time frame, which is, like, we, we got it down to, like, a, an hour and 37 minutes. So there's still a lot of story left out of it. But once she once she heard, like, the kind of, um, the kind of journey and uh, difficulties that I went through uh, growing up and coming out and um, being the person that I am today, she was, like, immediately she was, like, I want to do a movie about that. And would you mind if we do a movie about this? And right then and there, she got on the phone with, um, with free Mills, and, uh, so they were texting back and forth that she was discussing it with me, just like kind of, you know, going back and forth and sure enough, like by the end of the day, she was like, she was like, all right, we got it. I'm going to give you a call in a couple of days and kind of go over your entire life again. <laughs> Which is really surreal, it's just insane.
1: Wow, that is so cool! That's so fast, too. Um, I watched it, um, I think I watched the extended version because it was definitely not an hour and a half, it was three ass hours. <laughs> you, you saw, you saw the, you saw there
0: was the good no parts, fat though. to be
1: trimmed. Yeah, I did, I saw all the good parts. <laughs> um, <laughs> involved are you with like the casting and directing obviously it's your story but did you kind of just let joanna take the reins on that or were you like i want this person like the actor that played you before you transitioned did you get to choose that actor like what was all like i guess like the back end of that how involved were you with that
0: um we were i was definitely uh, heavily involved with like the casting and the script writing as well um we were in, and, and picking all the different people that I wanted or that we wanted to be in the film. It was, it kind of fell into place. Um, like for example, Dante Cole, He's he rides motorcycles as well. He was a really good friend of mine. And we even ha- it come, we have, so, we're, we have so much in common. It even falls down to We have the same exact truck. Like we, we both own a uh, Tundra's. I mean, we, like we went to the track before. So we, we went and um, we both have our bikes in the back of the truck. So we had a lot in common and it was really easy to pick him. um, because uh, i mean even though he hasn't gone through the struggles that i went through he has gone through struggles and and you know kind of, and and he's been on the forefront of progression in the adult industry so i mean it was without a doubt in my mind that he would be the best person to uh to play me as my former self
2: amazing cool. and i mean I that. the whole cast is absolutely ridiculous i mean you got Kieran Noir Tommy Pistol Owen Gray like the list just goes on and on and on and on and on what was it like to work with Joanna Angel and being surrounded by so much awesomeness? Joanna
0: is uh, she's a she's a good friend of mine. I would consider her a good friend. Like we've worked together a lot, and it's just like every time I'm I'm on set with her, it doesn't feel like a job. It feels like you know we're we're creating something. I'm creating something with a friend of mine, which is a really good feeling. And to work with all these big names, there's um um performance in there that I haven't uh, had the chance to be on set with. Um, or, or work with, I mean, there's uh, Charles Dara. He's such an amazing actor. Tommy Pistol, I've met him in passing, and he was like, um, it was actually Joanna's idea to potentially cast him, and I was like, fuck yeah! I was like, Tommy Pistol is amazing. <laughs> if, if he's in a, if, he, if he's in a movie, I want to watch it, and I know that they're going to think the same about mine. And just to have him on set, and with the level of enthusiasm that he um, that he took on when approaching the role. When he showed up to set, he was like, "I I was reading over the script, and I know this is a part of your life, and I want to take it very seriously." And I feel like I gained so much just watching him perform, and um, through the the whole scene where he destroyed the house, it was my girlfriend was on the side, she was recording with her phone, and she was like, "That was fucking amazing!" And we're we're all like, "Bravo! This is fantastic!" It was really watching somebody like it was really watching a professional. Uh, a high, a high grade professional do, do you know do their best, and it was really amazing. It was a sight. It was definitely a sight to see.
2: It must be great to have like that kind of you know such a visionary as a director with that kind of talent also in front of the camera. Um, must have made things just magical. Absolutely,
0: and not just um, not not just Joanna, but we had uh, Mike Quasar and David Lord, who are, are are like the best in the industry. Even though they don't like to, they're kind of modest about about their you uh, know their abilities. It was it was just awesome um, watching it on the viewfinder as as they're filming. I'm watching it on a viewfinder, and it looked like it, it looked like like something that you would see in a th- in the theaters. And I was like, this is amazing before any editing, before uh, you know all the extra after effects and everything like that went into it. It it looked. Perfect. And I was like, this is, this is just going, uh, I guess, amazingly.
1: That's incredible to be able to like view something like that. And then I imagine it was really cool to see the finished product after like being so impressed by it in just that small form, seeing it like on the big screen was probably incredible. Dude, when
0: I saw the, um, the, the, um, when I saw the, the trailer, I got chills. I was like, I would, I, I like threw my phone down. And I was like, this is, this is amazing. This is, this is really the coolest thing I've ever done. And I'm I'm pretty sure it's, like, one of the best, you know, uh, movies that, that they filmed. I mean, every, from everything I've heard from uh, Mike Quasar and everybody that was on set, it was definitely um, a very impactful um, set to be on, I guess, uh, as, you know, a performer, as a, a video- videographer, a cinematographer, everybody that was on set. Even the set designer was fantastic. You should have seen um, with the way they transformed some of these uh, locations and to making it... Um, match what my what my youth was like and, I, and I, it was like almost to the t i was like kind of getting chills walking into some of the rooms i was like this is spot on this is like perfect
2: <laughs> wow <laughs> so on that topic how many of these experiences that you depict in the movie were actually based off your real life like can you give us like a percentage of like what was fabricated versus what was real
0: uh, there's not much that was fabricated and we kind of like i mean we uh, there's there's like little tidbits here and there that we didn't i mean we don't want to like um, expose anybody or, you know, like, um, be a offend- uh, be offensive to people involved or motorcycle clubs in general. So there was kind of things that we had to like tiptoe around. Um, and there was like, um, like little, I guess like Easter eggs, you could call it. Like, for example, in my first, um, my first year joining the industry, somebody wrote on Google that I was from Texas and I don't know, it took me two or three years to get that taken down because I'm not from Texas and I'm like I've I've been there once and everybody's like oh that girl from Texas and I'm like I'm, I'm not from fucking Texas <laughs> so um, and they were like <laughs> well Florida's not going to look like um you know California California when we're filming it's not going to look like Florida where can we base this out of and I was like Texas <laughs> so there's like little tidbits like, sprinkled <laughs> in there that we did or like for example the pink bat that my my dad actually made me a pink bat and it was like. We had to fit that in to kind of pay homage, I guess, to, you know, the reality of what what I went through. I
1: was actually curious about the couple of the scenes with your dad in that, like the scene with the stripper and your dad. Was that strange to kind of almost direct and write a sex scene with your dad, like, like for him Um, Well, your dad?
0: Yeah, no, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't too strange. I mean, it it was like, I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's, um, it's a true story based on my life. But on another hand, it's also a movie. I mean, Tommy Pistol's not, she's not my real dad, you know what I mean? But uh, but yeah, it was. I
1: was just watching it and I was like, well, this is interesting. Like, I can appreciate the beauty of the sex scene, but I was like, was that weird for you to, like, be like, oh, yes, this is my fictional dad and I'm directing how he's fucking this person? Oh, yeah. I mean, as
2: far
0: as, like, the sex, as far as the sex scenes went, I mean, these are all, like, professionals. I don't have to, um, I mean, I wasn't directing for the for the sex scenes. And I, these, these, um, these performers need very minimal direction, even when it comes to um, like their lines and, um, and, and just, just, we we basically were doing scenes in in almost one take. I mean, we have to do, you know, like the wides and over the shoulders, the dirties and stuff like that. But um, a lot of the scenes were just kind of flowed right through and um, the sex as well. I was like, the sex part, I'm like, all right. Well, I guess I could. You guys, I could take off right now. You guys can do your thing. I don't really I have to tell you how to. You know,
2: <laughs> <laughs> you're professionals. Yeah. You got this. <laughs> no,
1: I really loved all the all the cinematic beauty and all of it. All the acting was so good. Of course, all the sex scenes are going to be great, but just the acting was so like emotional and beautiful. I really enjoyed watching the whole entire movie. Um, it was, it was really incredible. Um, for you, um, was it emotional to relive some of those experiences, and like, and maybe like traumatic experiences while filming, like seeing that depicted in front of you? Did it kind of like, was it like you were reliving it or was it cathartic to kind of just like see it before your eyes and kind of like move past it? You explain a little bit about that. For Absolutely,
0: us. it was it was very surreal to um to watch it kind of all unfold to kind of go through to kind of do it over the phone and to do like the script writing and stuff. It was still kind of surreal because it was it was still in the works. But when everybody's on set and you know they had like motorcycles there, and I I personally trailered uh, about like four motorcycles along with mine to California to do this movie. Um. to to see it all come together, it was very surreal. And then to walk into like the house, for example, it was dressed. They'd never been to my grandmother's house. I didn't have pictures that I showed them, but the way they dressed it was eerily similar. And I I felt like I was there to watch Tommy pistol explode. I mean, he doesn't look exactly like my dad, you know, um, but, but I mean, there, there, there could definitely, you could definitely see some similarities and to watch him explode like that. It was, it was great. I think it was great casting and it definitely put me, Back into, um, I guess, that time frame, and to kind of see myself to view it from the eyes that I'm seeing from now is just kind of it's kind of surreal. To you know, I keep using that word because that's the only thing I could find for it. But it's it was very surreal to, to just watch it all unfold, and you know, to think that this is something that I've gone through, and um, that and that I'm going to be um, displaying, it, I guess, for the world to see as well.
2: <laughs> well, it's In an
1: this- epic story, and everyone should go check it out on Adult Time. I agree. It is an an incredible story.
2: Are you curious about the crazy world of webcamming? You should check out the award-winning digital series, Cam Girlfriend. It's a situational comedy that's going to make you laugh your ass off as much as it's going to turn you on. Go check out the whole series now on youtube.com slash camminglife.
1: Um, You talk about how uh, camming saved your life, like the adult industry and everything. I think a lot of us in the adult industry can relate to that a lot, how it is kind of like, I don't know, it just I feel that way a lot. I relate to that, that camming saved my life. Um, Can you tell us like about the comparison between camming and shooting and which you you maybe prefer or... I don't know. Maybe a little negative and positive of each one.
0: I love them both. I think that they're. That I think <laughs> they, they, it's kind of like a full circle thing. Um, I feel like camming is more sustainable. I feel like waiting on on producers to call you, you know, and kind of judging yourself by um, by, by I guess the industry standards or what you might think the industry standards are. The reasons you're not you you are getting booked, you're not getting booked. It's a lot. It's a lot to deal with mentally. As well as financially, like you can't really base a paycheck off of, oh, I'm gonna, you know, I got booked three or four times last month, so I'm gonna definitely get booked three or four times this month. It's it's kind of inconsistent. But camping has been something that's been sustainable, it's been consistent, it's always grown for me. Every time that I go on, I increase the amount of followers that I have, and then going on the next time it's just that much easier. Um, I, I, I love camming. I love the versatility of it. You can just travel anywhere with, it, with a laptop and you know, you got a one-way ticket, you got an Airbnb, you're good to go. You can just, you can stay there as long as you want. I've had trips to Hawaii. It's, it's like probably been the highlight of my life as, as having, always having cam to fall back on. Um, cam can get t- kind of tough though. At times, you know, you kind of get uh, you can't you can get worn out. I try not to make it too much of a job. I want to get on there when I'm horny and having fun. I want my viewers to see that. And I don't want to just be on there just because I, oh, I need to make, you know, I need to make it on meter. I need to make the bells. So it, it can get kind of tough to kind of retain that excitement. Um, and I, but I, I do think they work kind of hand in hand. I think uh, building your, uh, I, what we're doing on cam is building a brand. And I feel like releasing scenes is definitely a way of extending like uh, your audience and, reaching a broader market as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. I do think all parts of the adult industry do feed into each other if you know how to promote yourself correctly. But I agree with you about the whole, like uh, having fun on cam, like make sure that it's not work, even if it is, you know?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. You don't want to you know, dry, dry yourself out or, you know, tire yourself out, getting on and masturbating. I mean, I think sex is, you know, there's, uh, as it goes hand in hand with mental health and you don't want to, You know, like taint yourself or 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 fall into this pattern of self sexual abuse by having to do things that you don't want to do to yourself sexually.
2: Yeah, totally. That's a very valid point. I think you know the evolution of the porn industry today. I think a lot of cam models now aren't just relying solely on camming, and they can do it more as like a luxury rather than a need kind of thing, and sprinkle that into everything else they're doing in their career. Um, So it becomes like an accentuating point of what they do, and not a a sole focus. Um, But it still helps you know get your like you say, like your scenes, like you can cross promote that both ways. So it helps your camming if you're doing scenes, but it also helps your scenes, you know, for the promo you, you get on cam. So it's definitely a hand in hand thing. Um, You've also done VR porn. What is that like? How is that different from real porn? I always wonder what it's like to shoot that because there's no, from what I understand, I guess there's no partner when you're shooting. So
0: there there is a partner. I've done both sides of VR. Okay. I've, been the, I've been the head. So if if you want to be, Casey kisses, there are some VR, there's plenty of VR scenes out there where um you can look down, oh you see God. my tits, you see my dick, and you see how I'm fucking. That's more difficult. Oh, they're so kind cool. of they're kind of both difficult, equally difficult in, in different ways. So, like if you're gonna be um if if you're gonna be, I guess, the 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 viewer, you're gonna be the viewer, you're gonna have to have sex with your head all the way back. They put a camera where your head basically is, and it's a camera that looks Kind of looks like a robot face. It has rubber ears, which is the, I guess the bilateral audio, so you can whisper in different okay. ears. And it has two um, two cameras, like two camera lenses. So it has like eyes. Essentially, it has eyes and ears. And it goes right over your head, and it's very uncomfortable to to maintain an interaction and and without without looking and also straining backwards. There's a lot of the times that actually the performers that are doing that are using like walkers like for, um, for like, uh, like older people they turn a the walker around so they have something to kind of balance off of so you could kind of stand up you have something to lean on while you're, going, while you're bending backwards but it's, it's kind of uncomfortable and you have to go you have to go for like, the, like certain amounts of time um, because like cutting I guess and porn it's like oh well we could cut scenes really easily in VR it would have to be like the blink of an eye or else it's going to get the person that's wearing the headset nauseous now, if you're if, oh, if you're wow. a performer on the other end and you're like, and you're riding dick, you have to talk, you're basically talking to yourself because they can't respond for you. You have to basically ask open-ended questions. And then like keeping the dick lubed is also something that the, the director has to, um, has to keep an eye on because the person that has their head back, they can't just be like, Oh, Hey, give me a handful of lube. They have to turn they have to tap <laughs> oh their gosh. leg and put their hand out so they could get some lube, put it on their dick, and... You keep going from there.
2: (laughs) Wow! Wow! So much to think about. I had not considered half of those things. I was thinking about it. That's that's pretty. That's a pretty wild experience. Yes, absolutely.
0: It's it's really it's really cool. Also, to think that I'm living in a bunch of different virtual worlds as well. I guess. (laughs)
2: <laughs> it's kind of strange to think about that. Um, do you remember your first hardcore scene way back in the day? I think you're still you're still friends with the person that you shot your first scene with? Is actually no. My
0: first I did um I did so okay, so I'm I'm actually spilling a lot of tea right here because I did some some um scenes in gay porn uh to fund my transition and I also was a male talent in a um in a in a trans scene as well and two trans scenes actually. So my first scene, uh, oh, okay. I was male talent and, uh, and I did it with um, an avian star, uh, which was Ava Lynn at the t- uh, uh Yeah, I, I believe she was an avian winner at the time. But um, my first scene as a trans woman was with Cora Del Rio. You're correct on that.
2: Okay, I thought that was such a cool, you know, to have that kind of awesome bond on your first scene and to still be friends. That's such a cool thing. I mean, it, that that's... It's it's like an unspoken porn bond.
0: There's know? so many times when I show up on set, and you know you're going you're going set having sex with a complete stranger, and you know you can only hope for like having like a good experience. I've made so many friends from being in the porn industry. You know, it's like we show up as strangers, but we leave as friends. And def- and Cora is definitely like one of the people that that are that stand out, especially because of that. She's like been a, a you know some of my one of my biggest supporters when I've been down and she's always been a good friend, always been there for me. And you know, I've got nothing but good things to say about her.
1: Oh, That's so sweet. <laughs> so sweet. I've definitely met some of my best friends to the industry as well. It's a really cool bond to be able to connect with people in that way. Cause obviously you can have a million and one vanilla friends, but just being able to like have a bestie that you're like, no, like blah, blah, blah. And you don't have to explain what blah, blah, blah means. They just automatically know it's just, it's great. We should all have friends in the industry. Uh, speaking of porn, though, what does the perfect cum shot look like for you?
0: If I'm receiving or if I'm giving,
1: both. Ooh, both. <laughs>
0: okay, well, I mean, if I'm a receiving, I want to. I want to be covered in it. Like let, let it go everywhere, <laughs> not in my eyes. Like, especially if I got another show to do later. Just like just down here, everywhere else. Don't <laughs> get in
1: Right, ice me like a
0: cupcake. <laughs> yeah exactly (laughs) i got in my eye one time and my it was just like the it was the worst pain if you have like another show or you have another set later like you can't you can't do it it looks like you got punched in the eye i'm not i I was like i can't do this i can't work like this but um (laughs) as far as giving goes um i mean i've been having like incredible cum shots lately so as yeah i mean i feel like kind of like um Kind of like an artist, I'm like it's a starry night for me. I'm more of like a, I guess if you, if you if you understand like gun terminology, I'm not. I'm more of like a spray and pray. If I and if you're like a, a cameraman, it's gonna get on you too. Like make sure to back up, wear a raincoat because I mean I got it.
2: <laughs> you need your own line of like Casey Kisses. Ponchos. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> you're in the splash zone. <laughs>
2: And so the, what's your favorite blowjob technique that, and we can do this both ways too, giving or receiving, um, or is it the same?
0: Uh, I mean, it all depends because like, sometimes I'm getting a blowjob on set and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're doing down there, but that feels fantastic. Like keep on, keep on doing what you're doing. <laughs> um, but um, as far as like giving blowjobs, I just try to like have a good time. Um, I know. And I feel like, and me and really enjoying giving a blow job, I feel like in, in turn that makes it a really good blow job, making out the fucking deck, you know, sucking it, stripping it. That's how I, that's how I want it, you know, to be done to me. So I, I feel like my technique is just go there, have a good time, be enthusiastic about it, get on your knees and suck that deck.
1: <laughs> I completely agree with that. Like you can tell if somebody enjoys giving oral or not. Um, And it makes the world of difference, whether it is a good experience or if it's like, I'm
0: doing this because I have to, not because I want. Yeah. You're like,
1: wow, (laughs) make me
2: feel special. (laughs) (laughs) But I also find that interesting that you're not necessarily trying to emulate what you think feels good on you, that you're just like there, you're, you're there for the vibe, you know, you're there for the good time. Yeah, it's about,
0: I feel like just about like having a good, good sex life or having a good scene or having a scene go well. It's all about having good chemistry and just enjoying yourself in the moment.
2: Absolutely.
1: I completely agree. What would you say is the craziest or most unusual place that you have had sex? Either on set or off, I suppose.
0: Uh, Man, there's like so many places (laughs) going through my mind. I guess (laughs)
2: It okay. <laughs> sounds like there's a story or two. I got here, fucked on yeah. a chessboard one
0: time, <laughs> which is <laughs> incredible. Um, I've been fucked on the hood of my car, fucked, fucked so many different places. Oh, you know what? Actually, most incredible place that I've actually that I've ever had sex was in Hawaii um, um, by a secret waterfall. Um, I actually got caught. It was with my girlfriend. She was we got caught. She was uh, blowing me, and there was like a fisherman who's fishing in a splash pool of this waterfall it's like dude there's no fish there that's a giant waterfall like you're not we know what you're doing we know you're watching it's <laughs> actually Pornhub too we fuck-
2: he's fishing for some sex yeah that's exactly he's yeah
0: he's a, per- a little perv and we i guess we didn't mind for the most part but we we fucked there <laughs> right i mean i
1: just
0: we fucked all over the island Why? We, we were like in the end of a lava tube we had, we had sex like it's a whole like tour of bus pass by. My- I mean, uh, if you're gonna have sex out in public, make sure nobody <laughs> catches you. That's the number one thing. Make sure you're not around anybody. And we definitely did a good job of that. But uh, it was really risky. It was a lot of fun. And um, it was really beautiful scenery. I'm not just talking about my girlfriend. So
2: let's go back to this chessboard. I have a question about the chessboard. Is this like like one of those big giant like life-size chess boards is this one in like the middle of a park in new york middle was park. It middle <laughs> <of park. laughs>
0: i was having a pizza it was like it was like okay. two in the morning i was having a pizza and we were drunk and i was just like um i was dating a trans girl and she was like oh uh, i bet you won't uh pull down your pants and let me fuck you and i'm like bitch what about my ass like, what's up <laughs>
2: She, oh, to- she knew how to get you. She's using that reverse psychology. Oh, I bet she won't. Oh, I bet you, I. Will. Yeah, she
0: didn't have to use any type of psychology. I was. I would have pulled down my pants regardless. I'm a whore. <laughs>
1: Oh, right, That comes with the exhibitionism territory. You're just like, I'm just waiting for somebody to be okay with this because I'm fucking ready. I'm already
0: there. See, I'm,
1: like, I'm an exhibitionist too, so I get it. I'm like, let's just have sex outside.
0: I just don't, as long as I'm not caught. like, I'm, I mean, I want to be an exhibitionist. I want people to watch that want to watch me. I just don't want anybody to be like, oh, what the fuck is going on on that chessboard? <laughs> Never <laughs> playing chess <just> there again. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And what is like in general, what is the most reliable way for you to orgasm?
0: Reliable. I mean, I, I feel like for me, it's like, it's all about fantasies and memories. Um, porn is defi- definitely, definitely um, helps with that. But when I'm on set, I mean, I, I basically just think about like the hottest thing that that I, I've done with somebody or, or the hottest thing that I want to do currently to this person. And I just kind of imagine it. And I, Feeling past sex so much that I I could really put myself there. Um, there, there's, there's, oh, I, I had a brain for it. I had something else too. I had something else to go in. <laughs> Do you
2: have like a go, do you have like a go-to fantasy or is it more just like a fleeting, fleeting thoughts? With the I'm very you're sexually with?
0: fluid, so it's it's all over the place. And I remember what I was just gonna say. I would sometimes it'll be about food. I'll be like, I'll, when you when you, have to anal, when you gotta do anal, when you gotta do anal. And
2: you you're like
0: you, you go two days without eating. You're on set. You don't want to. F- you, you know you're there. You just want to get it over with. If I'm having a hard time and like I know at the end of this day, I'm oh I'm gonna go get um. They have these really good like sloppy sandwiches. Like uh, it had like uh, mozzarella sticks on it and a, like a whole bunch of different weird things that you never expect on a sandwich. I'm literally like jerking off thinking about that sandwich. I'm like make make this happen, <laughs> bitch. And then we're go we're going to go okay. get that sandwich. <laughs>
2: This, i'm getting the special this sauce ready man <laughs> <laughs> this happens to me
1: more times than you can imagine on cam i'll just be sitting there just like diddling my skittle and when we talked about we had a whole entire conversation about the different kinds of cheeses that we all like while i was masturbating I was trying to explain <laughs> it to my friend and he was like that's really weird and i was like is it though? Because like, have you ever eaten really good cheese? It's kind of like an orgasm. It's kind
2: of like sex, yeah. <laughs> and like, I probably fantasize about it and just don't really realize it because the first thing I do when I get off cam is I go straight to the fridge. Like, I don't know what it is about cu- about coming that makes me so hungry, but it's like, it does it's not a, It's a
0: workout. Sometimes I'm like, I'm, I'm getting off there. Yeah. I'm sweating. You know, like the room's a mess. I'm like, how did this happen? <laughs>
2: <laughs> i'll clean this tomorrow where's yeah, the food
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> so what would you say is your favorite meal to eat after sex
0: oh well it depends if we're in la and we're shooting a scene uh, there's certain foods like i can only get in la that we don't have in vegas one of them is boston market i'm like i want a rotisserie chicken i want this big meal this comfort food meal either that or i love um going to some of like the um like the peel and eat crab and shrimp joints. So I'll like be like all done up all day. And then at the end, you know, when I'm getting off work and it's like 11 o'clock at night, I go to hot and juicy or, you know, the shrimp lover and I put on a bib and some gloves and I just go to town.
1: (laughs) Go from hot and juicy to hot and juicy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So what is the, what part of your body when touched immediately turns you on?
0: My cock, for sure. I'm like, Derek.
2: Okay. <laughs> we should rephrase that. Wait, other than your okay. cock.
0: <laughs> um, i like my ass.
1: For me,
2: it's like yeah. neck kisses and <laughs> ear nibbles.
0: Yeah. I love when somebody like uh, uh, kisses my neck and uh, nibbles on my ear. That's definitely very sen- – the sensuality of it really turns me on. I love making out and kissing is really um, – I mean, aside from my sexual organs, I feel like that's like the the one thing that get me kind of going and uh, get me in the mood.
1: I completely and, like, with that. Especially like, like, like hot breath on your neck, you're just like, oh, gosh, yeah, that that shit gets me you know, going. Per-
2: I, I I despise being tickled. So there's something about that area that drives me insane, but, like, not in a good way. <laughs> like, I, I feel the sensuality, but then there's the tickle that kicks in. And it's like, personally, I love getting my feet rubbed. Like, it's like a non-sexual touch. I don't necessarily have a foot fetish. I wouldn't consider it to be a fetish, really? whether, you know, on someone else or on myself. But there's just something so... It, there's just a release there for me. Is there something like very non-sexual that you that just turns you on completely? Um,
0: I would say I would say feet as well. Um, I was never like a foot. I don't fetish size feet. Um, i do not, know, I, but I am. I guess I lean towards um towards um having an attraction to them. Um, when I was um when I first started dating my girlfriend Kyla LeBeau, her she was like doing uh, like she's like a foot goddess. So she had like this whole Instagram foot page, and she was like oh yeah, I just want to let you know I kind of do this. And I'm like, that's fucking hot. I was like, I could get into this. I was like, feet are, feet are great. And just like you're saying, like, I, I mean, I, I know there's uh, people out there who just love taking a foot and sniffing it like a, like a wine cork, you know, and uh, that's not really my territory, but like when somebody's fucking you and they grab your feet it, and it feels like it's like, um, I don't know. It's, it's, it, it's very se- sensual as well and it, it kind of feels like I guess more you have more support there. I don't know it feels like you're getting like your whole body's getting hugged and I love it I, th- I think um feet as well is a good way to turn me on as well
1: I feel that I feel like there's something quite uh sexual about cupping a guy's balls with your feet while you're uh, riding a stick so I'm into it whoa um how, wait hold on how flexible are you how does that oh uh, okay, you wait. sit like this hold and on let me think cu- about that for a second okay, so if you're sitting if you're sitting like uh like on your knees you're riding a dick yeah you, okay. uh, you cup these yeah, yeah. balls in your feet and it's just it's really cool you should try it somewhere.
0: i'm like i'm gonna get on google um, i gotta figure this out i gotta figure out what she's talking i got to see this <laughs> 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 i'm like i'm, this, I'm, <laughs> this, I'm gonna do <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, what would you say is your most memorable orgasm onset and offset?
0: Um, my most memorable orgasm onset. you know, actually there was, so uh, there was, I was in, um, an orgy, it was called Aubrey K plus eight. And there was, they wanted the guys to come first and everybody was kind of having a tough time, maybe because there's just so many hot women around him, but everybody's sitting there, um, jerking off and we're all in like a circle. And we're all trying to edge. I mean, as a trans woman, somebody that's on hormones, uh, it, it was taking me a little longer to get there. So I, f- I was like, well, let me, just, let me just get a head start. And um, like I was saying earlier, when I'm like a spray prey, it goes everywhere. I was coming and it was like a minute long, uh, it was like a minute long climax. So I'm coming and I'm still coming and somebody else is trying to come on her face so they kind of like nudge me out of the way. I'm like falling back, still drinking my dick. I'm like, wait, I'm still coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh definitely very definitely memorable. <laughs> 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 oh my, you be a fly yeah. on the
2: wall. And uh, I guess, Sounds I guess epic. offset,
0: um, I, I have so many of them, um, especially my girlfriend, I love pain, pain in her face. It's just like, I feel like that's the one that comes to mind. It's just like, um. But I guess, yeah, I guess like there's just, we have so much fun. It's just like kind of hard to just pick one home shop when I'm coming two or three times a day. It's like (laughs) so many.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. A couple of Picassos. Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) absolutely.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And for the folks out there who don't really know you, are you more of a top or a bottom?
0: I'm a, I'm a switch. I'm a switch top. I would think, um, if you want to put a label on it, I'm a switch top, I guess, but um i feel like sexuality is kind of fluid you know sometimes you want to top more sometimes you want to you want to bottom more sometimes you want to be like this like switch and you want to do both um but i find myself topping topping more um than bottoming but i definitely have a lot of instances where i'm just like i want to get fucked or let's throw a strap on my girl and let's you know let's go at it
1: good to have that balance of like kind of like a lifestyle switch you know think that it's good for you know your your sex life to not always put the burden on somebody or not always feel like you have to do all the fucking you know the best is balance what would you say is your best like sex advice
0: um I would say read your partner and um don't go don't go in expecting a certain type of fantasy and just like have a good time because you know, if you're forcing something, or if you want, you know, you want something to go a certain way, and you know, you're gonna make a, you know, you're gonna make it awkward, especially if that's not the way your partner wants to do it. So, if you can read your partner and you can see what they want, as well as you know what you can get out of it, I think you could have a great, a great time and a lot better time than trying to force something onto somebody. That's great.
2: Advice. And I mean, that kind of ties into my next question: where you know, do you have any secrets to? people who are trying to discover anal sex more um any tips or tricks on either how to prepare or um things to discuss beforehand um
0: yeah i would say uh I w- I, yeah i would say don't drink the water in the enema bottle like obviously like <laughs> <laughs> <Some> <laughs> I've heard advice. Of people doing that and i feel like anytime i get a chance to say that, that's the first thing i'm gonna say because that's just, just sounds dangerous don't drink the water in the enema bottle <laughs>
1: But <laughs> it's like telling people not to put plastic bags on your head. It seems so simple, but just like, you know, just putting it out yeah, there. Th- iPods aren't
0: edible, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I would say, um, oh
2: boy. Okay, don't worry advice. about
0: it too much. You know, if you're doing an animal, you know, like things, things happen. And I, I feel like there's a lot of good videos out there on de- like different techniques and finding w- what works best for your body is definitely, um, is, is definitely a process, you know? So it does, anal doesn't always feel good on the first time. Uh, for me, it's like I put the dick in, take it right out, and I'm like, ah, like let like let that pain settle and then go back in for it. It might feel a little bit better. Um, but I'm definitely not like a, I'm a like the biggest butt queen. So I'm not maybe I'm not the best for my ass is tight. I'm like, once it goes in my my girlfriend's <laughs> dildo is like, it's like this. It's not like it's not even the size of my dick.
1: <laughs> well, you have a, you, still you have, have a large, large dick. So I hope that it's not the size of your dick. <laughs> you have a very beautiful dick. Though. Thank you. I was I was telling Mel about that. I was like, God damn. Have I you see, seen your dice? Like, it's so pretty. <laughs> <do> it. <laughs> you
0: know, that's one of the things that Cammy has done for me. Like, especially as a trans person. I, I, I had another trans woman ask me this and I, we are talking about Cam and she's like, well, I have all this dysphoria, you know, how do you, how do you get on there and go and show off your naked body? And she was trying to like degrade me about this. And she's like, how do you show, show off your naked body in front of all these people? when You have dysphoria. And I'm like, you know what? I logged on there feeling like shit. I was like, I need to make some money. Let me see if this is a viable source of income. And from all the positive feedback that I got from people made me love my body. And I didn't, I didn't like, I didn't like my dick. I was like, why the, why the fuck? I don't even need it. I was like, why, why, why do I need it? I'm not really, I wasn't really topping back then. And I was like, why the fuck do I need it? And then everybody's like, Oh my God, you have such beautiful dick. And some of my most confident moments are me when I'm naked now. Like people are like, I, I could be shy. I'll be like the shy person on set. Like I'm like, hi, nice to meet you. But then once my clothes come off, I'm like, come here, bitch.
2: <laughs> like I wanna, like, let's have this
0: <laughs> yeah, I, love, I love my dick. I think it's great. I love touching it. I love, you know, stroking on cam. I like, I love touching decks. So why would I not like touch my own deck? You know? So it's kind of something that kind of grew on me and cam reinforced that. And just having so many uh, supporters while being live and, you know, the feedback I get when I'm offline, it just made me feel really good about myself.
1: That's incredible. And I feel like so many of us can relate to that you would think that having your naked body on display would make you more self conscious, but it actually gives you so much self confidence to just be naked and be free and have people encouraging you in this sexual way. It's really beautiful. And it's, cool to hear about other people's stories like coming into self-love in that way. I love hearing that. That's wonderful. How can I be
0: upset with like, how can I think that I'm ugly when I got 10,000 people drip, masturbating me per show? Like it's kind of, kind right? I want people are masturbating to you. Like. <laughs>
2: <Can laughs> somebody, somebody, <clears throat> somebody put it this way in my chat room one day. They were like, how do you feel right now that you have an entire ar- hockey arenas worth of people masturbating to you masturbating right now? And I was like, I stopped and thought about it for a second. I was like, that's pretty hot. was One of my biggest
0: shows was 32,000 <laughs> viewers. And I was like, I saw that. I was watching a, wow. um, like an interview with Logic. And he was like, oh, I sold out um, Waikiki. It was like a stadium in Waikiki. And I was there uh, for a Halsey concert. And I was like, the stadium was fucking huge. And he was like, oh yeah, we, we sold it out. It was 31,000 people. And I was like, Okay, I was like, okay, well, instead of making everybody jump, I made them all come and you know.
1: Ah,
0: yeah, I love that. You're
1: like it's not a contest, but mine's bigger. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So you've spoken about your partner, Kylie Laveau, um, who also does cam shows and content with you. What is that like working with your partner? Um, Did you help her when she started in porn?
0: Oh, absolutely. So when we um, first started dating, we fell in love immediately. We went to Hawaii. We got tattoos. Uh, We got matching puzzle piece tattoos on our ankle. And we were just like really really into each other. Um, around the same time, I had an anthropologist following me around to film like a a, a pilot for a documentary about um, uh, being in the trans industry. So it was kind of like overwhelming and you're like sticking, can- like everywhere we go, I go to get my nails done and they would rush in. They want to catch it like all candid. So they like rush in with the cameras and a boom and they like start handing out um, um, like uh, the the model contracts, model releases to everybody inside the, inside the nail salon. And it was just, it was kind of like a lot in her face, you know, while we're, while we're making, I was trying to make money for the camp. show. they were asking her as well. They're like, would you ever consider camming? And I didn't want to be like, I don't want to be like, Oh, Hey, would you want to, you know, have sex with me on camera? Because, uh, you know, I, don't, I, I just, I just met her and want to rush our relationship like that. But she was, she looked at me she started smiling. She was like, maybe I'll do it with a mask on. So our first show together and some, some of my uh, super fans, they remember the first show and she had a masquerade mask on. So she had this mask that went right over the front of her face. And we did such, mm-hmm. we smashed this show out. It was like one of the best shows, one of the best shows I've ever been in. I Like I could even put myself in that moment, uh, like just thinking about it. But um, we called them up after the show was there. After the show was over, they they wanted to come and see how it went. And she was just super ecstatic about it. And it, ever since then, it kind of... She, she's she's just kind of taken it and ran with it. I've never really kind of uh direct like directed her into any um into doing anything, but she, this is something that she's wanted to do, something that she's wanted to do her entire life. She's always she knew a, a lot of these porn performers that I didn't even know that that um that um that I kind of fangirl over now. I'm like, I'm like, oh my god, you know, she, she recognized all this greatness <laughs> in the industry and um it was definitely a very fitting a place for her
1: well that's super cool i love that and you already kind of answered this question that i had i was going to ask you if you believe in love at first sight but clearly that is that's already been asked and answered
0: yeah and you know what (laughs) you're gonna
1: go to hawaii and get matching tattoos
0: i was i was actually at the time i was talking to somebody that wasn't kind of reciprocating for um the type of affection that i I wanted to receive you know i was like i was like man i was like love sucks i'm like i'm over here trying to you know uh, be with somebody, and I'm trying to, you know, grow something, and it was like it wasn't being reciprocated. And and in doing that, I was like, I, ac- I accidentally um, met Kylie, and I, when I met her, I was like, uh, I, we just wanted to be around each other. We we, we didn't want to separate. And second, I got home, I was like, oh, I'm gonna play it cool. I'm not gonna text her. And she, the second I got in the door, she's like, Did you make it home okay? And I'm like, I'm like, Oh, she likes me. I was like, Hell yeah! I was like, Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I absolutely love it for a second. And, you know, um, I really, I really haven't experienced love that you have to kind of work on. I haven't really, I guess, been through that. And it might be, it might be out there. I'm not going to talk about it, but, but meeting somebody and instantly having an attraction to them and wanting to share your life with them. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm here. I'm telling you, telling you it's the truth. <laughs> hey,
2: love happens Ann. Yeah. right. I love and, do you have any like i mean it sounds like you guys have a very active sex life do you have like a memorable threesome that you'd like to share with us
0: uh we've had a, we've out of view um there was one actually um <laughs> we we did a threesome uh it was actually foursome we, we were with uh kenzie taylor and dante Corums. we it was just kind of like a last minute thing they showed up we had sex in our right here in the bed and it was like it was fantastic it was like Having sex with like people, like your <laughs> friends and it's like, but, but your friends are fucking porn stars. <laughs> it's like, it's like some of the hottest sex that you get to have and just like, uh, with, with like no strings attached. It's not like we have any, um, we like have any, uh, lo- like stipulations with them or it's not like, you know, we're like tech, you know, like over-taxy. It's just like, we have good sex. We hang out, everybody goes home. I and mean, you know, we live our lives and, you know, we enjoy ourselves. <laughs>
1: That's wonderful. Do you feel like either of you ever experience any jealousy being within the adult industry or is just like, is there good communication there?
0: Um, I I feel like jealousy is, is kind of hard. It's kind of hard to be jealous when you have somebody that's being so affectionate to you. Like when you have somebody that's standing by your side every step of the way, it's like, and when you're, when you're going out of your way to doing as much as you can for the person that you're with. And, um, it's it's like if if there was somebody that would be able to treat her as good as I I want to treat her or that I try to treat her or the same way that she reciprocates with me, then you know what? I I want her to be with that person. If somebody's gonna treat her better, absolutely. But you know what? I try my best, and I really don't think that um that I, I don't I don't see her wanting to spend time with uh, you know, like one of these guys or you know, a be have that emotional connection with um with with somebody else. You know, it's like at the end of the day we just we really just want to come together even when we're at each other's throats at the end of the day we just want to come together we, we have jokes that we want to share with each other we want to hug each other we want to lay with each other in bed you know and i just don't i think it would it would take something really like monumental to break that apart and i, I just we've been through just about everything so i couldn't see that happening so it's getting jealous not not really um my strong suit <laughs> have fun, and, even have fun and and tell me about it later. And I will like,
2: yeah, we're feeling the love. We're feeling that love. You know here. what? Like I was filming,
0: <laughs> I was filming some of her, uh, one of her scenes as she did with, um, Foxy and Natasha dream. And I was, I was fucking hard the whole time behind the camera. And I'm just like, this is so, I, I mean, getting jealous. Definitely not. I was like, I was like, I want to get involved. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's so when you need one of your like VR headsets, where you're like, "Oh fuck, yeah, oh fuck, yeah, oh exactly. fuck." <laughs> <laughs> um. So you have tons of tattoos, right? How many tattoos do you have? Um.
0: Well, it's actually subjective. Like, for example, like what would you consider a tattoo? Because I have one on my hands that it's like it's a leopard. If you put it together, I'm not doing it right. But it's a it's supposed to be a leopard. Oh, so like- is this one tattoo or is it two? And if it's a, if it's a, if it's one tattoo, if it's two tattoos because it's separate, then I guess I mean I got different a, a different uh, amount i'm not i haven't really kept track and like i've added on to tattoos i had an entire tattoo across my chest which you can only see like a little bit right here from maybe I, I can't even see it but i had a tattoo across my entire chest wow, only see it
1: wow. oh that must have ooh, ouch i only <laughs> had one a little one removed up here and i swear to god none of my tattoos hurt i totally get what you mean by adding on to tattoos like full ass leaves is this one tattoo? Is it multiple tattoos? But getting that teeny tiny tattoo removed hurts so bad. Yeah. Like none of these hurt. And that hurts so and bad. And you gotta go
0: and do it. It's also so
1: outrageously expensive.
0: That's terrible. It's expensive. You gotta do it 15 times. It feels like you're getting slapped with a with a rubber band that's on fire. I have la- I get laser <laughs> on my balls, and I would rather take a, a, a laser to my balls than a tattoo removal set. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I have a lasered pussy and I completely agree with you. I'm like, please zap my pussy 20 million times. I would much rather do that than have any of my tattoos removed. Like,
2: whew. and your tattoos all come from a special place. Um, what was the ideas behind all your tattoos? A lot of my
0: tattoos were given to me by friends. I really didn't get a chance to, I had some, some say in it. It's um, so like each one, each ones are kind of different. They all kind of mean different things, but like, like the ones on my hands, for example, was a leopard. I asked my friend, he's a tattoo artist. I was he was gonna want to give me a free tattoo. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, um, I want an owl and I want it on my hands because I had something here that I want to cover up. So I'm like, I want an owl on my hands, and he's like, he's like, an owl, he's like, an owl is old and wise. He's like, you're neither of those things. He's like, you're but you're strong and courageous, so you're getting <laughs> a leopard. He's like, baby, draw up a leopard, and I'm like, I guess I'm gonna birds tattoo <laughs> I really didn't have too much say in it. Um, this tattoo right here is re, um, really special to me. I had this done um, in my friends'. I got it done. I was sitting in his bed. It's covered up of, of the first tattoo I ever, I ever did. I did a tattoo right here like this, I was uh, an apprentice. Nobody will let me tattoo on him, so I did it myself. But:
2: Oh my goodness. But he, <laughs> he actually He
0: passed, he passed away in and, and that bed. He, uh, he overdosed and it was. Uh, it's a really sad story. I, I threw him on there. He was it was right when I joined the industry. He was like my best friend ever. Um he was like a little little brother to me. So um I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with Dropkick Murphy's, but they have a they have a yes, song Rose course. Tattoo. And um yeah, I just uh-huh. came from a Dropkick Murphy's concert on the fifteenth. Like, it was like it was it's amazing to see him. was one of his favorite bands. And you know, it's like we had so many experiences together. He's a really good friend of mine and uh, somebody I'm gonna miss for the rest of my life, absolutely. But um, everyone Everyone kind of has like a, a, their own kind of tale behind them. Okay.
1: Wow, that's. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for your loss, but that's beautiful that you have something to remember him by. Um, you've had such an amazing life so far, and still so much more to live. Um, if you could go back and give advice to your younger self, what would it be?
0: That you know what, like if what, whatever you're thinking, like fuck what other people say, because you got you got it going on. You know what I mean? You 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 know what's best for yourself. I would say listen to your grandma more because I was raised by my grandma, and I was like really really hard headed. I was like, uh, my grandma's like, don't do this, you know. That's gonna, you know. I'm like, grandma, shut up. I want to li- I want to learn and live life and learn it all myself, you know. But I would say listen listen to your grandma or your mother or your father or whatever. But listen listen to your parents, and um, you know just just know that um, that just because somebody says, you know, that if somebody's not used to something because somebody doesn't see um your potential and you know that you're capable of 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 great things you know fuck fuck what they think just be a good person listen to your grandmother (laughs) and do what you think is best
2: there you go wise words. thank you so much listen Listen to to your grandma (laughs) (laughs) listen to your grandma (laughs) we want you yes
1: you to join us on chatterbait.com Come find me online today. Make my toys vibrate. Make me scream. Make me squirm. Make me, (laughs) ah. It's free and easy to sign up today with no credit card required to chat. Come find me. What are you waiting for?
2: Now that we got that mushy part out of the way, are we ready to have a little bit of fun? We have a new game this season. We are going to play a little game of Never Have I Ever, but only Casey is playing. (laughs) So what we're going to need you to do, we're going to need you to do is put up 10 fingers. We're going to have 10 questions for you. And then every time we say something that you have done, you have to put a finger down. So we're going to see how many fingers you have left at the end of this game. Question one. Never Have I Ever sent a dirty text to the wrong person. Hmm.
0: Uh nah, I've done that. So I take it, I move a finger down.
2: If okay, you've done okay, it, you put a okay. finger down.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. Never have I ever slept with someone whose name I don't know.
0: Oh, uh, well, I mean I just stage name, maybe. <laughs>
2: <laughs> never have I ever joined the Mile High Club.
0: Uh I've never done that, so I'll leave my finger on.
1: Uh never have I ever dropped my phone in the toilet.
0: Never done that. That's glued my hand. glued my
2: hand. Oh, and this one here. We now, I mean, now we know you've done this one. Never have I ever had an orgy with five or oh more yeah, people. my biggest
0: was like a 13 curl orgy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow. All right. Don't two fingers for that. No, don't be- <laughs>
1: Uh, never have I ever dated more than one person at the same time.
0: Well, yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> I, was, I was real apple some of in
2: these questions have, <laughs> But some of these questions have layers to them too, you know? <laughs> okay. Never have I ever slept with someone twice my age.
0: Uh Oh, yeah. That's when I was gone. <laughs> I was going to say, like, all my fingers are down at this point. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um never have i ever hooked up with someone i just met within the first 24 hours
2: we'll say non-professional oh, that's
0: gone too bye <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> never have i ever worn lingerie as clothing
0: i've done not. I'm like, who has I feel like we've all done that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And then, last but not least, never have I ever given someone a fake number.
0: Never done
1: that. Never done that. Wow! How many fingers do we have left? Three. That's
2: a that's a pretty solid takedown. Right. I'm I'm
1: sitting (laughs) over here with like. I mean, I guess I've never dropped my phone in the toilet. I dropped it in the in the sink once. Oh. totally done. (laughs) You have no fingers, Mal. (laughs) Well, oh my goodness, this has been so much fun, Uh, Casey. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, it has been a pleasure. Would you like to share with everybody where they can find you and maybe let them know one more time that you are not from Texas? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm not from Texas. <laughs> and
0: uh, you guys can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch at Casey Kisses XOXO. Um, I'm on Shatterbait, Casey Kisses XOXO as well. Um, if you want to find my OnlyFans and support me even further, you can go to IWantCasey.com. And if you search Casey Kisses on Pornhub, please subscribe to my Pornhub channel.
1: Well, yeah, guys, go and follow her and her beautiful
2: dick. Thank you guys so much for listening. See you next time, sex squad. Hey, sex squad. Remember to spank that like button and subscribe on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash And make sure to subscribe to Sex Sales wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.
1: <laughs> yes.